Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It is Monday, January 9th. This is our first episode of 2023. I'm your host, Eric Steven. Uh, We start the new year with the news that Trevor Bauer will no longer be a Dodger. Um, uh, The Dodgers designated the pitcher for assignment on Friday, which was the date that uh, the team had to decide whether to add Bauer back to the 40-man roster or give him the boot. They chose the latter. Uh, Before we get into this point, or how we got to here, uh, let's be clear. I just wanted to (laughs) say off the top, Getting rid of Bauer was the obvious move, the easiest of calls, really. Um, It doesn't even require much of an argument, uh, with the usual counter coming from uh, folks uh, who insist that because a player wasn't arrested nor charged with a crime, that they aren't subject to discipline from their employer. Um, MLB's Joint Domestic Violence Sexual Assault and Child Abuse Policy, which was agreed to by both owners and the Players Association, Uh, before the 2015 season, has very specific definitions of what constitutes sexual sexual assault, and it's very clear that any criminal charges are not required uh, in order for the league to discipline players. Um, Bauer was originally suspended 324 games by Major League Baseball in April. That's the equivalent of two full seasons uh, upon appeal. Uh, Bauer was the first uh, MLB player to appeal a suspension in the eight years of the policy, Um, An independent arbitrator uh, reduced the suspension to 194 games. So that decision was announced on December 22nd, just a few days before Christmas. That started the two-week clock 
for the Dodgers to decide what to do with Bauer roster-wise and leading to Friday's deadline. Um, even with the reduced suspension, Bauer at 194 games has the longest suspension in the history of MLB's policy, which again was jointly agreed to by both players and owners. Uh, that policy began again in 2015. So there, there was no way in hell the Dodgers should have even considered adding such a player back to the roster, uh, who was deemed to be the worst offender in the history of the league policy. Uh, but it still took the Dodgers two weeks to make the call, which was frankly pretty annoying. Um, the Dodgers, in a statement on Friday, noted that Bauer has the longest suspension in the history of MLB's policy. They ended the statement with, quote, now that this process has been completed and after careful consideration, we have decided that he will no longer be a part of our organization, unquote. Uh, yeah, careful consideration indeed. It did take two weeks for what, again, was an obvious decision. Bauer, it, uh, in a statement released on Friday, said, among other things, quote, following two weeks of conversations around my return to the organization, uh, just a sidebar, this was between uh, his representatives and the Dodgers, per Bauer's statement, um, but then back to Bauer, uh, quote, I sat down with Dodgers leadership in Arizona yesterday, that would be Thursday, uh, who told me that they wanted me to return to pitch for the team this year, unquote. My immediate reaction to this, uh, to Bauer's comments there, which there was that they seem extremely unbelievable, but also to note, uh, it reminded me uh, of the Nathan Felder tweet about hanging out with his friends. It shows Felder alone, smiling, except this time it's Bauer saying Dodgers leadership is just out of frame, telling me they want uh, me to pitch for them, also smiling or something like that. Um, for what it's worth, the Dodgers anonymously uh, denied that they told Bauer this, uh, that they wanted him to pitch for them in 2023. There's multiple reports of this. Alden Gonzalez at ESPN uh, said Bauer's claim was, quote, disputed by a team source familiar with the meeting, unquote. Bill Shaken and Mike DiGiovanna at the LA Times said Bauer's representatives quote, declined to identify the team officials with whom Bauer said he had met, unquote. Also, per that LA Times article, the Dodgers declined comment on Bauer's statement, but also added, uh, Shaken and, and DiGiovanna also added, quote, people familiar with the situation but not authorized to comment publicly. The team's actions uh, Friday spoke for themselves, and no such indications were provided in Thursday's meeting, unquote. One more here, uh, Ken Rosenthal at the, at the Athletics uh, reported the Dodgers officials said Bauer's claim was not true. I lied, there's one more after that, I forgot. Uh, by Bob Nightingale at USA Today uh, reported that two Dodgers officials, quote, vehemently den den denied uh, and conveyed that they conveyed those sentiments to Bauer. So, uh, yeah, I don't buy the that Dodgers told Bauer Thursday that they wanted him to pitch for them. However, I'll get into why that might be still relevant here in a second. Nightingale's column has a little more detail um, regarding Thursday's meeting with Bauer, at least that I've seen uh, compared to some of the other articles. It, it was the first time they had talked like directly with Bauer since he was um, placed on administrative leave in July 2021. Part of that's by design of the program. You can't really, there's nothing you can really do uh, it once, in, once a player's like going through the process. And that began on, July 2nd, 2021, and it didn't end until uh, December 22nd, 2022. So that that part is relatively normal, but just still it's marking a time. They, they hadn't talked to him in 18 months. So um, Nightingale described the meeting with Bauer as more of a courtesy 
and that the Dodgers uh, had uh, like all along planted to dump him. Uh, during said meeting from Nightingale here, quote, Dodgers officials declined to go into details of their conversation, but privately revealed that they didn't hear any remorse, apologies, or anything in the slightest from Bauer to change their mind. I mean, that tracks just given his history. Um, however, I would say considering the Dodgers took all two weeks to make their decision, which in the interim um, had many fans wondering whether or not they would would or could support the team in 2023 and perhaps beyond. I have to believe they at least entertained the thought of bringing Bauer back. I'm sure they ran through all the scenarios and all this. Um, you know, who, who knows? I would just say uh, Nightingale's column also noted the Dodgers plan to release Bauer all along. Um, but I'm not sure they've earned the benefit of the doubt to sort of believe that whole cloth. So... Uh, the Dodgers have been pretty sloppy, at least with the public messaging regarding Bauer, all the way back to when he was placed on, uh, or just before this, uh, June 29th, 2021, was when the restraining order against him, uh, petition for a restraining order was filed against Bauer in an L.A. court. It took three days back then for Major League Baseball to place Bauer on administrative leave. That's a That's one of the longer sort of gaps between, like, initial... Um, publicity of the news uh, of a court filing or, or allegation or whatever and administrative leave. Usually it, it's like within a day or two. Um, the Dodgers were on a road trip. Uh, in the interim, they ma basically made Dave Roberts, who's you know in scrums with reporters before and after games um, every day, is the front-facing uh, member of the, or the organization. Uh, they basically made Dave, Dave Roberts face questions that really should have been an answered by the front office. They went through the motions of pretending Bauer was still on the team, even though, I mean, technically he still was, but, um, you know, it just, it was obvious that he was going to be eventually placed on administrative leave, but they had to sort of um, just, you know, have this charade basically go on during that series in Washington, D.C. against the Nationals. Uh, during that road trip, Roberts, at the beginning of the series, this was before Bauer was on admin leave, uh, he said Bauer was still going to make his scheduled start that Sunday on July 4th, saying, quote, regardless of what the organization wanted to do, this is what has to happen. It's out of our hands. That was not an acceptable answer for many reasons. I wrote about it back then. Um, for one, I mean, they didn't, even if he was still on the roster by then and they, they didn't put him on administrative leave, you didn't have to pitch him then. And, and, like they just sort of didn't realize what kind of message that was sending at the time. Like we don't care about these allegations at this point. Like, so I don't know that, but that's just one sort of factor, but even more infuriating during that series in against the nationals um, team president and CEO Stan Kasten joked with reporters about what he told Roberts. This is from a Dylan Hernandez column at the LA times. Um, Kasten said, quote, I told him, they're going to talk about Trevor Bauer. Just say, can we please talk about foreign substances? Then he laughed. This was not a laughing matter. Um, those comments from Kasten actually got uh, Rob Manfred to, to pipe in. He was not happy at all. Per the Associated Press, Manfred told the Baseball Writers Association of America, quote, it was pretty clear what people thought about it. I don't think it was a helpful comment given all we're trying to achieve in this area, but I can't say much more than that. So... Yeah, and then when the appeal uh, decision dropped on December 22nd, again, this was just a few days before Christmas, so, like, I sort of get it from one aspect in that, you know, folks might have been out of the office. 
The Dodgers appeared stunned by the timing. Uh, the, at the time, the team's statement was very brief. Just said, we have just been informed of the arbitrator's ruling and will comment as soon as practical. But man, they had eight months since the initial suspension to figure out what to do here. They should have had something prepared. Like this Again, this was such an obvious call. Um, the Dodgers' M.O. throughout the entire like 18 months of the Bauer uh, you know, investigation, suspension, appeal, all that, it seemed like they were trying to cover their own ass, um, and they barely said anything. They quietly removed all of his merchandise from the team store, uh, various team stores, and they canceled the bobblehead night. Um, most of the team statements were vanilla, you know, again, that's, and that's generally fine. But um, when Bauer's initial two-year suspension came down in April of 2022, part of the Dodgers statement said, the Dodgers organization takes all allegations of this nature very seriously and does not condone or excuse any acts of domestic violence or sexual assault. They could have said that at any time that they don't condone or excuse any acts of domestic violence or sexual assault. But like, and they, and that doesn't implicate Bauer's guilt in any way. It just, they could have said that from the beginning, from like July 2nd, 2021 or whatever, when he's on administrative leave, but they chose not to. That was the bare minimum they could have done, and it wouldn't have cost them anything. Like, even if you know you think Bauer is litigious or something, um, that doesn't imply his guilt. It's just like, hey, we take this seriously, um, and, and it just—they never really showed that they did during this whole process. Even when designating designating Bauer for assignment on Friday, um, they didn't mention that that they don't condone sexual assault, but they started the statement with quote. The Dodgers organization believes that allegations of sexual assault or domestic violence should be thoroughly investigated with due process given to the accused. And that's all well and good. But they basically started the statement with like, um, we're more concerned about like the accused than the, the accuser or the victim in this situation, potential victim. Um, these are all like lawyerly statements that seems written more to prevent future litigation than actually making their message clear. Uh, so that that just made it all frustrating. Uh, again, though, I want to reiterate the Dodgers made the right call ultimately in dumping the player who has the longest suspension in the history of MLB's domestic violence and sexual assault policy. But it just it was just really annoying that it took long for them to uh, too long for them to make such an obvious decision. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what that means, what the aftermath is uh, after the break. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Dodgers designating Bauer for assignment 
uh, keeps him off the 40-man roster, um, but he's still technically in, in, in the organization as of right now, at least till the end of this week. Um, the team statement on Friday ended again by saying he will no longer be a part of our organization, but for now he's in DFA limbo, meaning the Dodgers have uh, seven days to trade him, or once they can't, uh, or if they can't, I guess, then they release him. Um, I have to think that if there was a team willing to trade Bauer, the Dodgers would have already traded him. Um, like that, I'm sure that was part of the last two weeks is them like just calling around and figuring out, uh, hey, do you want to, you know, take on Bauer and all that comes with it? Um, so, but part of why that didn't happen is because of sort of the just the the structure of everything. Um, part of Bauer's suspension reduction made him eligible to pitch immediately in 2023, but he was also docked 50 games pay. So. His suspension covered the final 144 games in 2022. Uh, it was in April 29th, I believe, when that came down. MLB is essentially counting part of his time on paid administrative leave before that as time served. So that's why uh, he still uh, gets docked pay of 50 games, uh, the first 50 games of 2023. That doc pay knocks around $9.5 million off of his 2023 salary, which is $32 million. Um, but once Bauer is released, which looks like it's going to happen, I guess Friday would be the date for that, any other team can sign him for the major league minimum of $720,000. That would offset what the Dodgers owe, which is roughly $22.5 million. Um, so uh, just looking at this, Bryce Miller of the San Diego Union-Tribune on Sunday had a um, – column that reported a Padres official confirmed the team would not pursue Bauer. Paul Hoynes of Cleveland.com said a return to the Guardians for Bauer would be highly unlikely. Bauer pitched there for six and a half years. Uh, His last, um, this is from Hoynes' column, quote, Bauer's last pitch for them sailed over the center field wall of Kauffman Stadium on July 28, 2019 in a fit of frustration following a bad start. Uh, this was, uh, I, I think it was like right before he got taken out of the game. It was just a, like a bad play he was frustrated with. So from the mound, he chucked a ball over the center field wall. Terry Francona came out, took him out, and sort of yelled at him on the mound. And then Bauer was traded a few days later to the Reds. Um, those are just two of 29 uh, other MLB teams. So Alvin Gonzalez at ESPN, he had a nice summary of how uh, MLB teams might approach Bauer's availability now, uh, but as one GM said in the piece, quote, all it takes is one team. So, um, and I think that's why you don't see, you didn't see teams trying to trade for him, just knowing that he's going to be available for basically the league minimum. Um, so I think that's how this is going to probably play out. If he signs elsewhere, it'll be for that. Um, but as for the Dodgers, now that Bauer is almost entirely gone, their payroll situation is a little more defined um, for competitive balance tax purposes. Bauer's contract counts as $34 million each year. That's the average annual value. But when you take away the $9.5 million of doc pay this year, that puts the Dodgers' CBT onus at about $24.5 million. Uh, if he signs elsewhere for the minimum, it goes to about $23.8 the Dodgers' uh, CBT payroll at the moment is estimated at roughly $231 million. That includes um, uh, projections, estimates for uh, estimates for uh, the 10 players who are eligible for salary arbitration, 
the exchange deadline for arbitration is this coming Friday. So that's usually a soft deadline uh, for deals to be made. So expect a lot of one-year contracts to come this week. Um, we've we've previewed everyone uh, in salary arbitration uh, through uh, Monday. Uh, and you'll we'll obviously have more information later this week. But once those deals are signed, it adds a little more clarity to the payroll. Um, but if you look just by injured list stints alone and the subsequent calling up of players who make at least the major league minimum to fill in those roster spots at, you know, during the year, the Dodgers would add enough salary just for that to go over the $233 million, uh, first threshold, which – which would mean they would pay luxury tax again in 2023. And that's before considering possible in-season additions or possible uh, additions this off-season, even if it's just for, for depth, um, not necessarily like a big name. But, you know, hey, Carlos Correa is technically available. Still, he hasn't officially signed, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. But just, just pointing that out, um, the Dodgers paid luxury tax in 2021 and 2022, they face higher tax rates if they go over again in 2023. Like uh, the first 20 million over uh, is taxed at 50%, and it goes up higher from there. Uh, paying the tax this year would also prevent them from resetting the tax rates uh, for next year. Um, so, but I just think more moves are going to come anyway. Uh, but that's just sort of where we're at. I think um, we have just a little bit more clarity. We'll have more at the end of the week, but. And that's sort of a, a summary of uh, where the Dodgers are at in the post-Bauer uh, era. And that's where we are now. And I hope this was helpful to you. I will note, um, this is our first episode of the new year. But I first wanted to also thank everyone who listens to us. Uh, in June last year, we added the Leading Off uh, daily podcast. I know during the season, we do it Monday through Friday. In the offseason, it's been a little bit more sporadic. Um, but in, that's in addition to the weekly, the lineup podcast, which again, in the off season has been roughly every two weeks. Uh, but overall last year, we saw a great increase in our numbers, a little more than, uh, twice as many folks listened to the, uh, a true blue LA podcast in 2022 as they did in 2021. So like, thank you so much for that. Honestly, like we hope to bring you more, uh, fun things <laughs> to for more fun Dodgers things to listen to in 2023. And uh, again, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again uh, later this week.